Hello, and welcome to Hugenhoff Podcast, episode 105. Today, we are going to be going over Dagus in the Inspired by the Runes series, and it's kind of exciting. This is the last one. So, I don't know what I will do next. I thought maybe I'd go over some of the gods and again, sort of like this inspired by series, not uh, intellectual deep dive into who the gods are, but like the gods make me personally think of this, sort of going over the gods and sort of going over things that that god is related to. So we might be doing that in the future, i.e. next month. But for today, we are going over Dagus. This is the last room. So we've gone through all of the rooms. And again, some people think Othella is last. I think Dagus is last. Uh, There's there's not a good way to know. We've seen rune stones with Dagus being last and Othella being last. And of course, this is Elder Futhark. Um, But Dagus, you have had everything happen in the rune poem. And this is the new day, rising, um, rising sun, rebirth creation this is all about um creation and like the sun and the new day and stuff like that so sort of sort of how i take it is after all of these other things you've gone through spiritual and magical and physical things you've gone to this is this is the end of that process and this is the next step the next cycle in that never-ending cycle generally i would think like after you die after you've passed on your family lands then you're reborn into your next life now of course not everybody's going to think that some people don't believe in the afterlife and that's fine they just happen to be wrong (laughs) no i'm joking um everybody's going to see this a little bit differently personally i think that this represents the next step you take into the afterlife and it's a rebirth in that sense you could also very well see it as this is the next cycle in in like your your family saga this is your children going on this is the bright new day where your children carry on your lineage it it could be seen as that and that also kind of makes sense the children become the new masters. They inherit the family lands. They become the heads of the family. And now this is time for them to shine. This is a new birth. They will start their own cycle. And I also think it's interesting that on a lot of the runestones where we see the elder Futhark, it's written in a circle because this is a cyclical thing. So you you could see it that way. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. As with most of the runes, I think they are true on multiple levels. So I think that's a really cool idea that like you've passed on the family lands and now it is a bright new day because your children are starting their journey around the circle with, you know, hopefully a head start of the things that you've given them. But you could also say you've done, you've finished with your physical life and now you're doing the next circle wherever that is. And again, that goes on and on too. You'll die in the afterlife too, and then go to some sort of cyclical existence after that, some people think. So that's like the quick overview of what it means, I guess. And I'm done with that. So now like sort of talking about the things that that makes me think of. I mean, of course, the big one is 
creation and rebirth. I feel like I've talked about those a lot. Um, I'm actually going to focus on the other aspect of it. The whole, like, you pass on your family lands to your children and then they start their own life. That's something that I have been kind of thinking about lately. And I think, at the very least, people with children should spend some time thinking about how do you strike the balance where, okay, you have kids, and obviously they're they're people, and they have their own ideas and their own thoughts and views about the world and what they want to do with it. So how do you balance that with the fact that you want what's best for them and you want them to do what is in your mind good things and have what is in your mind good careers? I think the classic example is the parent who wants their child to be a doctor and they really, really pressure them to be the child, but the child actually wants to be a singer and maybe she would be happier being a singer, but the parents push her into being a doctor and maybe she goes to a bunch of school and then hates it and then drops out. Or maybe she becomes a doctor and she is miserable for like... 90% of her life, and when she's old, she's like, forget this, I'm doing what I want to do, my parents are dead, maybe that's the catalyst, and she becomes a singer, and she's actually really good at it, and enjoys the rest of her life, or maybe she doesn't, and she dies miserably, that would be extra sad, but the parent is trying to give their daughter their best life by saying, you be a doctor. I know doctors make a lot of money. I know doctors are happy because they make a lot of money. You be a doctor and you'll be happy. There. Decision made. I'm going to push you really hard into doing this. And then the girl's like, oh, but I really want to be a singer. And the parent's like, I don't care. You're being a doctor. Singers don't make any money and they're miserable and they're always depressed and die of drug overdoses. So no being a singer for you. You're being a doctor. Now, it seems like the parent's heart is in the right place. They want their kid to be successful and happy. But there's so many preconceived notions in that. First of all, doctors are always happy. Is that true? And actually, is that true? Like, I'm not asking everybody to write in with their opinions of doctors, but I think that it is certainly the case that though many doctors are happy, many doctors are not happy. It's a very stressful career. It's not for everybody certainly some people aren't cut out to be a doctor and would be miserable being a doctor. Second of all, do all musicians die of drug overdoses? And are all musicians poor? That's not actually true either. There are plenty of musicians out there who make a decent living being a musician. And there's also plenty out there who don't die of drug overdoses and are actually quite happy people. Maybe even though the kid would be moderately wealthy. and No, and of course, also, there's the chance they could be like a superstar musician and then make like billions of dollars. Yeah, that's always possible. Uh, that's less likely. But it, it, is, it is not at all inconceivable that someone could make a living, living being a musician, like a singer. Plenty of people make a living being a singer, and it may not, on average, be as prosperous as doctors, but maybe maybe your kid isn't obsessed with money, and they think that there's more to life than just making lots of money, and that's probably a fair thing. So the parent who pushes their kid way too hard to be a doctor is kind of doing them a disservice, because they are 
forcing them down a path that maybe they shouldn't be going down. Okay, so so I think we can all agree to this. I, I think I think everybody can agree to that, that you should not tell your kid what they should be and just force it on them. I cannot tell both my daughters to be programmers because I like programming and I think it's cool and then just ignore everything else they say and call all their hopes and dreams stupid. I can't do that. That's not right. We all know that. So can I tell my kid not to be a drug dealer? I would say yes, because that's illegal. Um, so that's the other extreme. I can tell my child, or, or can I tell my kid not to be a hitman? I can, because that career is unquestionably immoral because you are killing people for money. Yep, that's, that's wrong. That's not self-defense. I don't think there's an argument that being a hitman is ethically or morally sound. Maybe that argument is out there. I don't know. It could even be an interesting argument. But let's just, for the sake of argument, say that being a hitman is, is unethical. I don't think that's a stretch. So as a parent, I, I can and I should tell my kid or raise my kid in such a way that she would not want to be a hitman, that she would find it morally repugnant to kill defenseless people. So I am allowed to raise her in such a way that she doesn't, you know, become an unethical person and thereby have an unethical job like being a hitman. But I... I can't just say, well, you need to be a programmer. And I also don't think it's quite right to raise her in such a way that it unduly pushes her to become a programmer. I was like, hey, hey, kid, let's hang out today. And it's like, oh, look at all these cool things that computers do. Unlike singers who contribute nothing to society. Okay, I didn't actually say you can't be a singer in that example. But I'm sort of raising her in a way where she doesn't appreciate music and doesn't take singers seriously, so maybe that's not right either. So the question I'm getting at is where do we balance this? Where do we say, on one hand, I want my kids to be successful, but on the other hand, I want my kids to follow their dreams? Because I think it gets more realistic when the kids start getting older, going into high school and even college, and the kid's like, hey, I want to be a singer because I want to be uh, rich and famous. And that's what singers are. Now, as a parent, you shouldn't just be like, oh, yeah, you should follow your dreams, kid. You will totally get rich and famous if you go down this path. You need to be a little more realistic and say, hey, if you want to be a singer, that's great. But I need you to understand that you're probably not going to be rich and famous. Like most singers don't get to be rich and famous. So that's not going to happen. But if that's the dream you want to follow, then that's fine. And I'll support you. But here's where it gets tricky. Can you also say, but maybe as a backup plan, you should get a degree in finance because there's always finance careers. Everybody needs a business major. So I'm not telling you not to follow your singing career, your singing dreams, but maybe you should have a backup plan in case it doesn't pan out. Is that going too far? I think that's a really good question because it kind of sounds like you're telling them to be responsible and have a backup plan. But on the other hand... Aren't you really saying, well, since you want to be a singer, a career that I don't agree with? By the way, I like singers. I love musicians. I listen to a lot of music. This is just an example. Don't be confused. I don't, I don't think musicians are a bad career. I don't think being a singer is a bad idea. 
Um, it's just the example that I started with, so I'm latching onto it. But if you say something like, hey, kid, yeah, you should follow your dreams and be a singer, but you should get a backup plan because being a singer isn't a real plan and ultimately it's going to fail. Aren't you kind of saying that? Or, or let's just switch to artists now because I feel like I'm beating up on singers and I really do like musicians. Also, who calls them singers? I'm going to go see the singer today. No, I'm going to go see a musician today. Anyway, if, if you say, well, that's a great career choice, you should totally follow your dreams, but also you need to have a backup plan, you're sort of saying that's not a good career choice and you shouldn't follow your dreams. I guess you can play pretend that you're going to be a singer or a musician, but, but really you need to go get prepared for a real job. And, and is that pushing them too far away from their dreams? Maybe you should say, now, now what I do think you should do probably is you'd be like, okay, kid, if you want to be an artist, most artists do not get to be rich and famous. You need to understand that you're probably going to make a living, but not like a million dollars. And let's look at what artists actually do make average let's look at what artists make on average and let's understand that they have to go to go do these certain things and go to shows and get out there like give i i I think you should give them a realistic view of what this career is and not like the glorified one and you know also if they're going into a career you want if they're like hey i really want to be a programmer and you're like oh that's super cool because computers are awesome but in all likelihood, you're not going to be sitting around making video games all day long. You're probably going to be making like back-end databases for some faceless corporation. Are you okay with that? It's a lot of troubleshooting and debugging and stuff like that. It's not always the fun, glorious thing of I made a new video game and that's cool. If they're going into a career you like, then you should be honest about that and be like, okay, that's great. I'm glad that you're going into programming, but you're probably not going to be put on a video game making project because most people don't get that most people will do something different or or at the least if their dream is specifically making video games you might want to say okay that's great but you're probably you're not going to start out by working at from software or blizzard you're probably going to start with indie projects and you're probably going to spend most of your time in middling project like projects like that and even if you do get to a big company there's a good chance you'll be doing something more mundane than like you know programming like the core aspects of the gameplay you could very well be doing something that's less glorious like netcode even though it's equally important it's less glorious or if they're wanting to model video game characters again you could be like hey that's a great career path but keep in mind you're not always going to be modeling the protagonist the hero of the game a lot of times you'll be modeling grass so be realistic about what you expect and i think that's important it's important to say be realistic about what you expect um or be yeah, whatever the career is, be realistic about what they expect to be doing. Don't let them like, get carried away with this like crazy idea in their head of what it is. But then if they're like, yeah, I get that. I get that I'm not going to be a rich, famous artist. I just want to paint because that's how I express myself and it makes me feel good. And I think it'd be really cool if I could share that with other people. Even if it's only a few other people, that, that would make me 
feel really happy and fulfilled. And, and if that's their response, then I really think that, that you should probably be like, okay, well, that's your dream. You can totally follow it, and I'm not going to stop you. Um, but I mean, I'm, and then now my kids are super young. They're like the oldest of six. So I don't really have to deal with this too much now. Um, because when they say they want to be something or the other, when they grow up, you know, that's probably going to change. But when they get to be like high school, college age, and they ask these questions again, I think it's going to be a real challenge because I am going, I just know that I'm going to find myself. If they say, I want to be an artist, I'm going to be tempted to say, okay, that's great, but you should probably have a backup plan just in case it doesn't pan out. And I'm not really sure if that's fair because you want your kids to go on and be their own person. I mean, deep down, that's what we all really want and what we should want. But the way that we measure success in a happy person is also very what would you say, subjective. Um, So it's really easy to fall into the trap that your kid's happiness, happiness is necessarily measured as your happiness would be. So it's really easy to fall in the trap of saying like, okay, my kid says they want to be an artist, but I know that I would not like being an artist because you have to talk to people I hate talking to people. You have to be good at art. I'm bad at art. And I know that being an artist wouldn't make me happy. So I'm going to tell my kid that they shouldn't be an artist. They should be something else because being an artist wouldn't make me happy. So being an artist probably isn't going to make them happy either. Whereas that's not actually true. A lot of your your child, even if you're relatively introverted or extremely introverted, as the case may be, um, your child may be really extroverted and be like, I love talking to people. Meeting new people is just a highlight of my day. And I understand that's part of being an artist. And that's one of the things that draws me to it. That's one of the things I love that I get to go out there and I get to meet new people and interesting people um, and then share something with them. And that's great. That's what draws me to it. Uh, so... I think when when we're looking at how to make our children happy, when we're looking at how their story is going to unfold, their bright new day, we need to not confuse that with like living vicariously through them. We need to not we need to not confuse our children's happiness with our own happiness. Because the things that make us happy do not necessarily make our kids happy. And the things that make our kids happy do not necessarily make us happy. Uh, and and drawing, that, drawing that line is difficult. We definitely need to say, like, our happiness and our kids' happiness is different. And everybody is different things make everybody happy and really follow through with that. And say, okay, look, this career path you have, here's what it really is. But if you want to follow that, that's fine. You should totally do that and actually be supportive instead of being like, okay, yeah, I guess you can do that, but what's your backup plan? So it's really important for us to do that. But also, it's really important for us to keep teach our kids ethics and morals because it is true that 
happiness is a subjective thing. What makes me happy does not make the other person, does not make another person happy. But morals and ethics are far more objective. Uh, now, to say that my moral and ethical view on the world is necessarily right and there's no chance it's not is a bit hubristic and I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say there is a person who has all the answers when it comes to ethics. What I will say is I, I think there is an actual ethical code that should be followed. Obviously, I think I know it. That's why I follow it. But could I be wrong? Of course, uh, of course, I could be wrong. But there's very few people in the moral in the world who are like ethics. Now, nah, I don't know if that's true. I don't know what other people think. I don't think that most people think ethics are entirely subjective. And the reason I say that is the vast majority of people will say murder is wrong. Just going into other things, too, that are more heinous. But just walking up to an undefended person and stabbing them in the stomach and walking away, almost everybody says that says that is wrong. Why that is wrong is up for debate. Is it because you violated their autonomy, kind of where I'm coming from? Yes. Is it because human life is inherently special and you should never end human life? Well, that's another view. Maybe that's not the one I hold, but that's another view. And I, I don't want to say somebody who thinks that is stupid, because they're not. I think that someone who thinks that human life, by its nature, is valuable and should never be ended, you know, that's, that's, that's not a bad idea. There's probably, there's really good reasons to believe that. Um and other people might have different ideas. There's all sorts of different reasons killing someone might be wrong. Someone could say, if you're the type of person to murder people, that's something wrong. It's a problem with you, and you shouldn't enjoy murdering people. And it's more like from an internal view of your, your ethics come from you and the type of person you want to be. That's a different way to look at it, which would be kind of interesting. Again, for me, it usually comes down to the autonomy thing. Like, I don't have the right to murder that person because they have autonomy. They have not broken my autonomy. I have no right to murder that person. But everybody has a, not everybody, a lot of people have a different view of like why that action is wrong. But there are some basic actions that it seems like every, most everybody agrees are wrong. Murdering an innocent person is one of those things. Um, I mean, even in the lore, it talks about how murdering someone in their bed is, is wrong. And again, it has to do with autonomy. You can challenge someone. You can challenge someone to a duel. That's something that our ancestors did often. I think the reason they did it is because if you challenge someone to a duel, then they have to say yes. And they usually do to like defend their honor or whatever. But they have the choice to say no. Um, people may call them cowardly, but... But, but there is some amount of autonomy there, which is why I think like duels were accepted by our ancestors because it's not really breaking autonomy. You're like, hey, let's fight to the death. And then the person's like, okay, let's do that. I don't think we should start doing that again. Fighting to the death is not something that really has a place in modern society. We have a court system to settle our disputes now, which is good. Um, but that's kind of why, like why it 
it's okay because everybody sort of agreed on the duel. That's that's why I think in the past duels have been something that were seen as honorable and not breaking autonomy, just because the people do at least agree. Where it's it's so so that's like a black and white or that's a gray case. But the black and white example is it has never been okay to stab someone in their sleep. Like to kill someone in their sleep in our lore is very dishonorable. And I think everybody would agree to kill an innocent person is is unethical. So I think there may be actually some universal ethics. And I do think it is our job as parents to teach our kids those ethics to make our kids understand that it's wrong to kill innocent people we do want to do that so that's why it's such a fine line i think anything that comes to ethics and right and wrong you really should try to teach and convince your kids that there is a right and a wrong and this is what is right and that is what is wrong do the thing that is right do not do the thing that is wrong it's very much our job to do so that our kids don't hurt other people but then when it comes to personal preferences like i want to be an artist versus i want to be a doctor we really need to let our kids follow their own passions and that. So, and, and I think that is the distinction. I think sometimes it's hard to tell, is this an ethical thing or is this a personal preference? Back to the hitman. You should not support your child being a hitman because a hitman is an unethical p- profession because people are killing innocent people. You are allowed to support your child being a musician because nothing about being a musician is unethical you just think that it's not going to make as much money and you shouldn't push them into being a doctor because there's nothing moral there's nothing ethical or unethical about being a doctor you just think that doctors have more prestige so i'll make your kid more happy and that might not be true so that's that's ultimately i think how you decide if it's about ethical versus unethical, try to convince your kids to be ethical. But if it's about personal preference, being a doctor versus being an artist, then you should really let them do their own thing and let them shine out what they want to shine out because it's their life. It's not your life. Anyway, I think I'm going to leave it there. So wrapping up, Teach your kids the difference between right and wrong, but let them make their own decisions because they are their own unique individuals who have their own goals and and passions that that you need to let them follow all right so i think i'm going to wrap it up there and i guess i'll talk to everybody next month i'll remind you if you have any feedback you can send it to huganhoffpodcast at gmail.com and you can also check out my website which is huganhoffpodcast at gmail.com um i forgot to mention check out these book and my own they're all in the show notes so see what we've got and i'll talk to you all next month for a hell